My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and you are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. This is my conversation with the outstanding drummer Tino Ortega. He's from the band of Mice and Men. We're talking about two things. The new album released on January 19th, 2018 from the band called Defy, and also the band's appearance at the Download Festival, the first one ever in Australia, which was held in March in Melbourne. So let's see what Tino has to say. Here we go. Flames and Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, life's awesome. <laughs> nice, nice. Happy to, happy to be able to talk to you. Yeah, and, well, uh, and excited to be coming to Australia next year. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I know. Look, we we are definitely excited to have you dear, down here as well because you are playing the Download Festival, mate. So um, it's the first time we've ever had Download here, actually. Yeah, absolutely. We're so excited to be a part of the inaugural year. And... Um, you know, coming out there uh, in a festival way, we've, we've come out there for a couple of the sound waves over the years, and, and we're just excited to be coming with a ton of bands, and, and hopefully Australia is just as excited to be having us. Yeah, mate. So almost a tie-in with the tour. I think it's out a few months before the um, Download Festival occurs. You do have a new album out called Defy. Is it, tell us a little bit about the album, or can you actually, I should ask, can you tell us anything about the new album that's coming out? Yeah, of course. Um, we spent the better part of this last year writing it, and uh, we came off of a huge summer festival tour where we played in front of some of our uh, some of our biggest fans all over the world, and and it really inspired us to create um, to create this album and to create a body of work that kind of defied any limitations or subjugations that people might have had about the band and um and we just kind of really wanted to hone it in and make uh remind the mice and men fans why they love the mice and men so much with honest music and creating just some really heavy fun exciting songs that that we could really play in a live atmosphere because we really love our live show and being able to really connect with our audience that's something that a mice and men has always done and i think it was important for us to try and capture that on this album, and I think we definitely did it, and we can't wait for everyone to hear it. Yeah, fantastic. And, mate, you've been in the band a long time, so you're a foundation member of the band, and you've seen a lot of changes to the industry since you started. I think it was even back before 2008. So how have you survived countless tours, band of members? Course. Mate, how have you survived the, you know, the countless tours, band members coming and going and the recording of five albums? Music, man. It makes it all worth it. I mean, for me personally, I, I've been a musician since I was four years old. So for me, it, it's all I know. And, and thankfully, with with this particular group, and it, it, it's taken, you know, a, like you said, a very long time. There's so many discouragements, but music helps you through it, and, and it helped me through it. And I feel like being able to to create something with meaning is uh, is important, and anyone anyone should feel so inclined to try and do something like that. And and, and for me, I, I learned at a young age that music would do that for me. And, um, and so and in a lot of ways, it's about, you know, sticking your head down and focusing and really, mm. and really buckling down and, and doing the work and preparing as much as you can for what may lie ahead. And, and the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Like we mm-hmm. live our band name. And we always have. 
And it's about facing those adversities head first and, and taking those challenges in stride and doing everything you can to try and learn and, uh, and become a better person through it, you know? And, um, and I think any, any challenges that are put, that are put forth, you know, the, the way to overcome that, it starts within. And I think it's not only is it a very personal, personal thing, but we are able to create music that, that kind of, uh, dictates that too and, and shares that struggle and triumph with an audience. And, uh, and I think that's very important. And all, all of my favorite artists have created music <clears throat> with meaning like that. And I felt like it's important for myself to, to be with a group and, and to collaborate with a group and create with a group that feels the same way. And I think you never know how long it's going to take you to find that. Mm. But through music, you will find that. I, I guarantee it. So at what point did you realize that Of Mice and Men could actually be a career, if you like, or the day job? Um, I don't know. I, I, it's, to me, it's always been that. It's never not. <laughs> yeah. Whether we made money or not. And, and I'll tell you right now, it's not, we're not, it's not like riches and, and mansions and, no, man, like, we make enough money to pay our rent. We make enough money to, you know, it, it's, it, you can definitely make more money doing other things. But our payoff is being able to create and play music for an audience that understands that. And I think uh, for myself, I, when I was fucking dead broke and I only had one luggage to my name hmm. that carried everything that I owned in one piece of suitcase is how when I started and when we started this band, that's all I owned. And I couch surf and live at Phil's house and, you know, just wherever I lay my head was where I would be. And, and, and it really does kind of like take that kind of dedication. And, yeah. and for myself, I, in, in my mind, I've always been a, a, I've always been having a career in music, whether I've made money or not. <laughs> so in, in a lot of ways, like, it is, it is a give and take and, it, and it's, and it's a, you know, being, an, being an artist, being a creative person, it doesn't always, um, materialize in a financial gain, yeah. but what you gain mentally. And I think what you gain through the process strengthens you as an individual. And I think that's in a lot of ways more important. And, uh, my dad is always a constant reminder <laughs> when, whenever he talks to me about stuff like that. But, uh, him, he comes from a much different life than I do. You know, I, I've, I've dedicated myself to music and, and it's, it's all I've ever known. And, uh, and so that's for me, like that's, that's what makes it a career. It's not being able to make money doing it. It's, mm. it's just committing yourself to it. You might've already answered this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I think you're as good a person as any to ask the question. And that's what advice would you give a young band that's starting out in 2017? So young guys or girls that are, say, 16, 17 or 18, and they've got the rock in their heart exactly like what you got, and they're starting out, what's a single piece of advice? Or if you had 30 seconds with them, what would you say? Focus on yourself. Challenge yourself. Focus on the music. Don't worry about likes. Don't worry about comments. That'll always be there. There will mm -hmm. always be uh, detractors that are going to try and 
dissuade you from what you truly believe, but you have to have it in your heart to know that what you're creating is real and it's about you and it's, and it's important. And, uh, and it's not about whether people approve or disapprove of it. And I think that, uh, in this day and age, we live in an era that I didn't grow up with the internet. Like a lot of this new generation will grow up with it. I didn't grow up with YouTube. I couldn't just watch things that I wanted to. I had to go to the store and buy the movie or I had to, you know what I mean? Like it's a totally yeah, different course, world yeah. that when I was coming up in music. And, and so I think that, uh, in this day and age, um, it might seem like everyone is, everyone is judging you in whatever you do, but you have to really know that within your heart, you have to focus on yourself and create that music that means something to you. And it will resonate with people. It just takes time. And, um, and I would just say, you know, especially if they're trying to start a band or do anything, it's find like-minded individuals, go to, go to more concerts, meet people while you're out doing the things that you love to do, because you will find that at those concerts, there are so many like-minded individuals. And um, I've created most of my lifelong friends from going to concerts and growing up, seeing live music and going and being around people with similar um, similar ideologies and stuff like that. And, and I think it's important to be a part of a music community, you know, like, well, as much as it's important to sit in your room and practice guitar or practice drums, um, it's also very important to get out there and see the community and see the culture because um, if you're not aware of it, then you'll never understand how to make your way in it, I think. Yeah. And um, so keep your eyes and ears open and focus on yourself for sure. Yeah, love the response. Thanks for that. And uh, here's a question that I hope you get yeah, asked a little bit, but but I, I imagine that you don't get asked it enough, but you are a superb drummer. And look, I'm a bass player, so I'm a card-carrying member of Team Rhythm Section. Aaron Pauly is your bassist, and now he's your front... <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> so I've got to sneak this question in, particularly because my podcast is musician-focused. So that's why I actually selected you, mate, because you're the drummer to have a chat to. Um, so, oh, thank you. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so so Aaron Pauly, your bassist and now frontman and vocalist, how has our dynamic changed between you and him musically, given he's now also singing? Have you had to sort of pull him aside sometimes and say, hang on a sec, you're not as tight as he used to be, or has it just been a seamless change? Oh, no way, man. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's, it's actually very amazing how he's really come into that role, and, um, and, and we talk about it all the time, and it's not so much like the front man, like we're, we're musicians at the end of the day and, and him and I lock in, like uh, it, it's, it's actually really crazy. Like when you said, you know, rhythm section and, hmm. and, and for us, we really think of it that way, you know, bass and drums are a huge, you know, that, that's a huge driving force of the momentum of music. And I think that, um, especially with Aaron, that hasn't, you know, his bass playing hasn't changed. If anything, it's gotten better, you know, and it's gotten, it's gotten tastier and we've been able to create thicker grooves and, and we really, we really dig a lot deeper and, and in a lot of ways, the music really does come first and we think about it from a rhythm section in that way of how are we going to drive these songs? How are they going to, um, how are they going to move our audience? And, uh, and in a lot of ways, especially on this album, we were able to find that type of balance and then he was able to just lay the most amazing vocals down on top of it 
and then play it all at the same damn time. It's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, a lot of talent. <laughs> because I, I even tried. I mean, she like being a drummer. Like I even, you know, when when the change happened and it's the four of us now. Like I even was gonna try screening. But I just get too into my drums that I can't remember the parts that I'm supposed to be screaming, you know? <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? I like, I kudos to him, but it, it comes from muscle memory and it comes from dedication and mm. understanding your instrument and honing your craft. And it takes practice. Don't let anybody fool you to think that this stuff happens overnight. We rehearse all the time when we're home. Aaron and I are actually neighbors and we jam at each other's pads all the time. Like, um, it, and, and in our jam room, you know, like this stuff does not come just pop. Oh, there it is. You know, it takes practice. So don't, don't, you know, being a musician, you know, you have to know that, that it takes work and you gotta, you gotta buckle down and do the work in order to see the benefits and the benefits are being able to perform at a high caliber. And uh, and that's very important to us, and that's and that's always been important to Mice and then, you know, performing at a at the highest caliber that we can at all times because every performance is important, every recording is important. Um, it's a reflection of ourselves, and um, if you're a musician, then you kind of know that, you know, and and it, and it takes that kind of dedication, and and so for him, you know, we just started putting in the work, and it's. Here we are a year later on tour with In Flames and Five Finger Death Punch and, mm. you know, seeing the entire crowd get down and jump up and mosh and circle pit and crowd surf and, like, they get it. And it's because we've worked hard at it. Mm. And um, and we put the time in to be able to try and create something with meaning. And um, with him stepping forward to do that, you know, I feel like all of our playing has gone a lot tighter because now we focus on the music. It's not so much about, um, I, 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 I don't know, not that it was ever about anything weird before, but uh, there's been a shift, and, and, and to me, I think, it's, I think it's a very natural and, a, and, a, and an awesome shift. You know, some of our favorite bands are four pieces. Like, we think Metallica, we think Slayer. Mm -hmm. We think, I mean, even as far back as the freaking Beatles, you know? Like, yeah. everyone's playing an instrument. Everyone's rocking out. Everyone is doing what they love. And and being able to perform this music for people everywhere. And, uh, and, and that's like, you know, that's the main goal. Mm. Okay, so, yeah, another awesome response, mate. Thank you. And I think any young musician who listens to that, and I can definitely attest to this because I'm someone who has to practice two or three times a week with the band that I'm in, you've got to get into the rehearsal studio and just go for it, haven't you? But you've also got to know your parts before you go into the, mm -hmm. the rehearsal room and you just tighten the screws up, as I like to say, when you get into that room. Yeah, there's no there's no faking practice. Like, you have to put the work in, and it's, mm. it's something that's important. And, and if you're a musician, you know that that it just doesn't, you don't just get that, <laughs> you know, it takes yeah, work. Absolutely. And, yeah. and half of that is, you know, it, it can feel like work, but if you look at it, like, you know, that, that there is an end game, like, and, and that you know that, that you're working on the music that you love and you, you're having fun, you can use it as fun and you can use it as encouragement and, and trying to, um, better yourself as a musician. And I think in turn, you know, you learn a lot of discipline with music. You learn a lot mm -hmm. about yourself when you're challenged and um, being able to have other people 
like bandmates or um, even like uh, if you play music in a school band, you know, like I, I grew up playing music in school bands. And actually, I played the saxophone for 12 years of my life. And that's that was that was my main instrument for a really long time. And it taught me discipline. It taught me how to work. I had to I had to fight for first chair. You know, you gotta you gotta climb up the ranks. And uh, and I think you learn a lot of discipline through music. And it's important to kind of carry that over. It's not just like oh, I want to be in a rock band and I'm just going to be a rock star. No, like mm. <laughs> nobody gets to do that. You gotta you gotta be able to make music, dude. Like you gotta have discipline. You gotta know how to do this out here because the phony just fall away, you know, and, and, yeah. and the, the vapid and the, and the people that, that are in it for the wrong reasons, you know, they, they just kind of melt off. And, and what's left is, is the real musicians the real and all musicians, that. And so yeah. it's really important to have that, to have that kind of dedication to your craft and know that, you know, damn, maybe I'm not getting this part right now, but I know that I have to focus on it and work on it for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but you'll get it, you know, like it's, if you work, you will understand it. And, uh, and I think that's, it's a very important, uh, type of discipline to have. Yeah. Another great response. And I think I've got time for one more question. So you, you mentioned earlier that you toured Australia, I think it was in 2013 for a run of shows on the Soundwave Festival. What are your memories of that tour and indeed Australia? Uh-huh. Man, so many, like, just being able to, it, it's cool because, like, being a band from uh, California and, and the United States, like, we tour with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bands um, through the years, and uh, it's always cool to, like, have our friends out there. I, I remember um, just having so many friends, and, like, we could, we could all be like, man, we're out here in Australia, like, this is amazing, like, Hot music brought us here. Like, how crazy is that? Mm. And um, and then <laughs> one of my funniest memories was for sure uh, we had played Japan right before, and I had gotten a tattoo while I was in Japan, and it got infected because uh, being out in the festival of nature and traveling and this and that, like it, it just started swelling up, and it got kind of infected. And I'm there in the in the backstage bathroom, like washing my leg. And Corey Taylor comes out of the stall and goes, and goes, wow, dude, that looks super infected. <laughs> that like, was like, painful. That was the first time I had ever had any interaction with Corey Taylor. And he was just like, and my leg is in the sink, you know, I'm like washing my tattoo. And, and I was just like, oh, what a way to make an impression. Like, <laughs> Corey fucking Taylor was just like making fun of my tattoo. And, uh, and then it ended up that it was on that tour that we got to be pretty good friends with him after seeing him. And he was on the tour with Stone Sour. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it ended up like one of our last days in, uh, in Perth, we, uh, we were staying at the same hotel and we chilled at the beach like all day with him and like went and got lunch. And like, it, it was like a, a super cool hang, but like totally unexpected from the tattoo washing situation so, word to the wise, if you're on a festival tour that's dirty and there's dust everywhere, watch those tattoos. <laughs> yeah, nice one. Tino, I better end it there, mate. I could definitely ask you a ton more questions because I've certainly got more questions planned, but the good news is I might be able to catch up with you on the Download Festival because I'll be part of the media contingent down there. 
Absolutely. Hey, I would love that, man. And anytime I can talk about music or anytime I can, you know, talk with another musician or another music lover, dude, I, I love it. You know, this yeah, it's is great. a community out here and, and it's important to be able to, to share the knowledge. And, and uh, in a lot of ways, like I don't have answers. I don't have anything. I just know what I've experienced yeah. and I have no problem being able to share that with anybody who's willing to sit there and listen. So to all the, all the, uh, all the people tuning in, you know, if you love music, follow it. And uh, and if it's your passion, dedicate yourself to it. It's important. Yeah, fantastic advice, and mate. And uh, look, congratulations on a wonderful career and on your stellar drumming, and uh, good luck with the rest of the tour, and hopefully we can catch up down here in March for the Download Festival. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. The Five comes out January 19th worldwide. Um, 12 songs of absolute madness listen to that front to back get the get the vinyl get the artwork we spent a lot of time working on this album and we really hope that everyone enjoys it as much as we do I think they will mate I think they will particularly because of your enthusiasm for it that counts for a lot these days mate so well done again thank you very much thanks brother All thank the best. you guys no worries you are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and that was my conversation with Tino Artega, the outstanding drummer and percussionist for the band Of Mice and Men. Thanks so much for listening.